Hey there, it's Rashida Geddes, your coach and mentor, and welcome to Business Talks, the place to find tips and insight on creating a business career and life in Montreal on your own terms. There is no shortage of talented women in business today who have the experience and work ethic to lead an organization at the executive level. And yet, women are still underrepresented at every level in the corporate pipeline. The reason many have been told is that women leave the workplace at a higher rate than men because of child wearing or because of lack of ambition. But according to a major new study of women in the workplace by McKinsey and Company and Lean In, that simply isn't true. Women are playing on an uneven field when it comes to the rate of advancement compared to men. One of the things I see holding a lot of talented women back is their access to mentors. In today's corporate culture, having access to mentors and sponsors within an organization are crucial to career success. My guest today is Tanya Clark. She has crafted a space for herself in the C-suite and is helping shift the pendulum for women's advancement. Take a look. Tanya Clark, CFO for Montreal-based Investcore Restaurant Group, Inc., knows what it takes to get ahead in her industry. She has worked with some of the most successful companies to date. Tanya is leaning in and excelling in an executive arena that was once predominantly male. Though it was her work ethic, knowledge, and experience that helped her get into the C-suite, it is her confidence, bold management style, and honesty that has helped her gain the respect of employees, colleagues, and industry leaders alike. Chosen to grace the cover of CPA Magazine's October 2015 issue, Tanya Clark is creating a new model for what executive culture in Montreal could look like and helping to lead her organization to financial success. Tanya also believes in the power of mentorship. Navigating corporate culture, office politics, and competing personalities can be challenging. However, in order to create more opportunities and space for women to advance in executive roles, she believes that mentorship is key. I want to thank you so much, Tanya, for being with us today. I know you have a really jam-packed and busy schedule, and I think that this conversation is really something that everyone needs to hear, and I'm so glad you were able to do it with us today. Now, I know that you've had a very long and successful career here in Montreal. How has mentors and sponsors shaped your career? I've been very fortunate. Uh, at the beginning of my career, I had a mentor who was with me for about ten, nine to ten years, wow. who actually gave me the opportunity, because I think that's key, mm -hmm. given, being given the opportunity and also the latitude and the space to forge your way through, mm -hmm. but also knowing that they're still there to to assist you if you need help. Because as you're moving through your career, you need to ensure that you have opportunity um, and support. Mm -hmm. And I think what's important to, for, for us to be able to talk about as well is the difference between a mentor and a sponsor. Because those two things are different. Mm -hmm. And I think that mentors have a great way of being able to shape your career, yes. but sponsors have an opportunity to be able to give you that opportunity. Absolutely. To be able to make to really take your career to that next level. Can you talk a bit about that, uh, that difference and if you had sponsors throughout your career as well as mentors? So I'll go back to that, that career building moment, that, that first job outside of the CA firm, because I'm, I'm a CA, so that individual was both mentor and sponsor mm -hmm. because that individual gave the coaching along the way to help uh, me to develop to the max yes. possible at that organization and with the external st stakeholders of that company. But they, that person also had the opportunity to say, you know what, I'm going to 
to recommend you for the next job. And, and in essence, when he left the organization, I took his role. Wow. And I took his role, and in that period, I had two children as well. So it was a, that, when, that balancing of family and career with opportunity. I was very, very fortunate. And just as a little aside, that individual works with me today. Wow. At the current uh, employer. Wow. And I can see that that's, that's how important relationship building is to any relationship, whether it be business or personal. I think that if you have built a, a, a good relationship, a network of individuals, of people that understand what you're capable of doing and that are willing to help provide you with those opportunities, mm -hmm. then you can take your career to any, any new heights and any level, right? Agreed. Uh, so you have to, as the individual, have to be willing to take the risk yes. to come out of your comfort zone. You also have to know or recognize that it is an opportunity, you being strategic, but you need that partner, especially as with f females in business who yes. not necessarily have the same quantity or of opportunities given to them. Mm -hmm. So it, it's, it's a lot for women to yes. be able to have all of that, especially if they've not been um, coached of or course. trained or exposed to get there. Of course. And what you say, what would you say has been one of your biggest challenges uh, to being a CFO? Well, in I, I would say that one of the biggest challenges is understanding the unspoken. Mm -hmm. Because if you as a female are not in the, the typical, um, may not be the right word, but the old boys club. Yes, you're it not is the right word. You're, yeah. you're not exposed to the lunches, the dinners, the, the tone, the, golf. the content, right? The golf. Yeah then you have to learn to speak the language. But you have to learn to speak the language authentically. Mm -hmm. Because if, if, women, in, in my experience, are judged a little bit more harshly than men. And you have to be aware of the social, political context that you're functioning in. Of course. And I think sometimes it's a little bit of a dance, too, right? Because you are understanding that, you know what? You want to be as authentic as possible and in order for that to be able to translate with your employees, with the mm -hmm. people that you work with, and with your team. Mm -hmm. But you also want to make sure that you're strategic, as you've mentioned, mm -hmm. and that you're making sure that the alignments that you're making coincide with the vision or the values of the organization that you're working for, and also the individual that has the power to be able to make those changes within the organization. You got it. Yeah. Because you have to be the owner of your career along with recognizing opportunities, but how are you going to seek the knowledge that you need to seek? And it could be your neighbor who has an executive position or something in a managerial position that you could go seek the info, reading documents. As Psychology Today has a lot of interesting articles, and one I just read recently, kind of in preparation for today, that talked about the way women communicate in uh, executive settings. Mm -hmm. We communicate differently. We don't speak as loud. We don't necessarily use the right words to, uh, you know, um, toot our own horns. Yes. But appropriately. Yes. Not too much. Yes. So it's, it's learning that. It's, it's like when you're, you have children and you're teaching them how to live outside of the home, how do you say it once? No, you have to say it multiple times. Not that women are, are exactly like children, but you have to coach them. You have to 
plant the seeds. Yes. And that has to start young in the career, at the beginning of your career, and it'll only get stronger. Of course. Yeah. Now, you know this, I know this, but what are still, what, what's still holding women back from being uh, in these C-suites? What's, what's the result? Why are we so underrepresented in leadership? I think we want, I, I actually believe that the old boys club, the ceiling still exists in a lot of ex uh, uh, companies and industries. Some industries are better, i.e. banking. They have more women that are ascending. Um, but if you, women tend to have challenges with family life, work-life balance. Mm -hmm. and, and, and it's a challenge because when you decide to become a mother, you want to be that mother. You don't necessarily want to have somebody else raising your kids and you may have to make sacrifices. And I mean, in certain you know, governmental institutions, probably it's more flexible, but in business, yes. you, the maternity leave of one year, and I, this may not be a popular thing, but the maternity leave of one year is great for the family and that bonding with your of child. Course. But at, at, at a high level, and a, a senior level, that one year absence is not a good thing. Absolutely. The and case, I, I would, yeah. And I lived it. Personally, I lived it. I worked both of my maternity leaves, uh, not 100%, because of transactions going on. And depending on the, the openness of the board and the executive, super executive, they were not, would not have been open to a one year yes. absence. You got to measure it. Of course, That's and I challenge. think for women that are, are thinking of moving into a leadership role, that one year also affects them as well. Yes. And I think it does because it's about timing mm -hmm. and opportunities mm -hmm. and being prepared. Mm -hmm. And if that timing happens while you're away, uh, then that, there's no indication. You have no idea when that next turn will come. Yes. And it's really about, and I think, for, me, for someone that has left the workforce to have a baby and to come back, I think it's a rebuilding. Yes. And it's about re-strategizing and saying, okay, you know, how do I approach this now? Because I yeah. can't approach it from the same way. I have new obligations to yeah. take a hold of. So how do I approach this in a way that works for my family and also works for me and my aspirations as someone that is driven or that wants to, to enter into that C-suite? Um, you, you hit it right on the nail. I, and I'll go back to what you said just a little bit earlier. If you had that mentor or sponsor still in your organization that was keeping an eye out for you, then you wouldn't have such a difficult transition coming back in. But, you know, business moves very fast. People move mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So you're kind of counting on that individual. The alternative that someone could do is try to maintain some sort of networking during the maternity leave, but in a way it still takes away from your family time. Of course. Um, yes, you have to come back with the right expectations. You have to know what you're willing to give and what you're not willing to give. And that may mean that you're going to choose a different type of job, maybe a different type of industry for the moment, for the time being that you may be focusing on putting more time at home. Mm -hmm. But that's, that's, you have to be fluid. Of that's course. for the moment. Doesn't mean you can't come back in two years. So you've got to pace yourself so that you don't feel that you're giving too much of yourself away because then you'll become resentful. Of course. You gotta be happy. You of gotta course. be fulfilled, right? And that fulfillment of work life is a challenge. Yes. So I always say, and it's, I had this discussion with a board member just last week that seek work-life balance not on a day-to-day -day basis, but on an overall basis. Because sometimes you gotta give more, whether it's home or at work, and you get it back. And if you have the right culture, organization, they will support that. Mm -hmm. uh, not just with you, but in the organization. Yeah, and I think for me, I've always, I've always kind of not been 
too happy with the word balance. Because when we think of balance, we think of 50-50. Yeah. We think it has to be even on both ends at all times. Yeah. And the reality is, is that more of a blend. <laughs> and I've, I've realized even during my maternity leave, I was, you know, on the phone, checking emails, going to conferences, and it was, I was blending that with parenthood. Mm -hmm. And it's about having a blend and knowing that there's going to be times where you're going to need to invest a lot more time in work. Yeah. And it might be in your career. And it yeah. might be at moment in time, a season in your life. And then there might be other times that you really need to focus on your children and on your family. Mm -hmm. And it's about being comfortable knowing mm -hmm. that you're going to, to juggle those things and you're going to juggle them in the best way that you possibly can. Yeah, absolutely. Being fluid and ensuring that you all... I always have a plan B and C. Yes. Meaning that you, let's say, the, the time comes where you have to focus outside of the home. You make sure that you have an infrastructure to support you and you call it in when you need it, so you plan for it. Yes. Yeah. What would you say, uh, so you, you've uh, taken on the role of CFO this year actually, January 2015, yeah. and what would you say has been your biggest accomplishment or biggest achievement so far? So I'm very proud of, um, I had to build a new team in Montreal. I got to choose my team members and coach them and mentor them and some of them that I brought in are taking a step up. So it is bringing them into the role and establishing a new team and while still delivering and being able to coach and mentor and, and seeing that success. So it's only been 10 months so it's actually short and there was a lot to do but there are some very good wins being the team being the ability to coach and mentor, a mix of male and female, and uh, a, a team to deliver. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that, and, and understanding the culture. I think we as women, we are relationship builders by nature, generally. You need to understand the culture of, in which you work. Mm -hmm. That'll help you tremendously in, in understanding what should you say, what should you do, what is the right step while not losing your core values and who you are. Be authentic, be yourself mm -hmm. within the environment. And if it doesn't fit, then you have to make a decision. Of course, of course. Yeah. What, would you, what would you say is the best advice that you can give to any woman watching today that has aspirations to enter into that C-suite? Uh, what would one piece of advice that you'd be able to give them today that would be able to really change or shift the way that they've been looking at their career? What would that be? Be ready for opportunities. Love that. I mean, that means a lot. There's yes. a lot to do to do to be ready for opportunities. So find a mentor, find a sponsor, uh, prepare yourself, read, be exposed, do your homework, mm -hmm. know your stuff. And what can leaders already in executive roles do to really help create a pipeline for that C-suite, a pipeline of individuals, a pipeline of individuals and women that are capable of being able to eventually take over the reins of the, the company. So what we do, or what we've encouraged, is we bring in students. We do what we call stages, and we find, uh, we, or we make it known to the community, to, this, to the, you know, the, the schools, the universities, even the trade schools, depending on the roles, that we're open for business, and we want, we encourage students to come in. And that will help you, and, and the, the individuals that are interested in getting a taste of the work world, the earlier you get the taste of that work world, the better prepared you can be when you finally are at the point where you're deciding, who do I want to be when I grow up? Of course. So it's, it's the company being open to it 
and actually, it's okay, it's being open and doing. Yes. So you can say you're open to that, but you've got to actually do it. And uh, that's, that's what I would say would be the best way to, to, to get to, to fill the pot pipeline from the corporate side. Yeah, and I think that that's a very strong point to be able to make as well. Yeah. What's next for Tanya Clark? You've worked for so many some <laughs> great organizations. Yes, I have. You're working with a great organization at the moment. What do you think is next for you in terms of what you're able to build at this organization at the moment? So this organization has a lot of opportunity. Um, Investcor is in the midst of a rebuild, a, a, a turnaround, and I love that. I love change. I'm, I, I'm very much so open. Not change for change, just to change, but where it's going to stretch my development. So for me, in my career management, I have a coach. I'm very open to that. I speak to people, I'm out in the community, I do a lot of community work, but for the business in itself, I want to see it, I, I want to bring the best practices that are not currently there now, and for it to be able to run smoothly and successfully whether I'm there or not. Because that is what we need to do as leaders, and also lead a team to be able to step in, so succession planning is important. And you prepare for that succession planning from the day of hire. You onboard and you coach and you mentor and you train all the way through. So that is, to me, success. You know, you can walk away and it can run without you and yes. it can run smooth, clean and efficiently. That's beautiful. Yeah. That being able to create an organization that can sustain itself after you're gone. Absolutely. That's, I think that's, an amazing, that's an amazing feat as a, as a CEO, yeah. as a CFO or anyone in that C-suite. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much for being with us today. I absolutely love this conversation. Mm. Me too. And I'm hoping that those at home got to see the amazing, uh, the amazing information that you were able to provide today. So thank you for that. Thank you, Ishida. You too. My interview with Tanya today left me with two big takeaways. The first takeaway is if you need access to sponsors, mentors, or coaches, don't be afraid to ask. You need to be prepared for those opportunities, and in order to be prepared, you need to have the support and the people behind you that can help catapult your career. The second takeaway that I have is you need to get in that room. I don't care if it's you that's getting in that room or someone that's advocating for you, but you need to be in that room in order to be able to access those opportunities. I want to thank you all for watching today, and I want to thank my guest Tanya for her amazing advice. Are you looking to create a business career and life in Montreal on your own terms? Do you want to leverage your strengths so that you can transform your life? Visit RashidaGettys.com to know how I can help you and your business. Empower, mentor, lead, and never stop learning. Bye for now.